When I got my Cosmo license in 2010 from Gene Juarez Academy, shout out to the Federal Way location in Washington State, I was so excited to finally be in a place to build a clientele and start making money. Oh, let me not forget to tell you that I was 24 with a four-year-old son and living with my mother. To say I needed money fast is an understatement. I needed to make money like a month ago. But first, let me just set the stage up a little bit more. I decided to go to Cosmo School after graduating from Bethune-Cookman University. It was Bethune-Cookman College back then, but with a degree in public relations and advertising, and I minored in business. I got hired at an advertising firm in the ATL, worked there for two years making good money as a recent college graduate. I mean, good money, emphasis on good. And then a mountain of obstacles. I don't even know if I should say obstacles. It was just like a big old mountain just fell on me and I was laid off mid 2009. And that's when the recession everyone talks about, that's when that was happening. All my good money was gone. Now that you have the picture of how down and desperate I was to make good money again, let's get into this episode. Welcome to Life After Beauty School, What I Wish Someone Told Me, a podcast for glampreneurs who want to take their business to the next level. If you struggle with building your clientele, marketing yourself on social media, working long hours behind the chair, or maybe you've been in the beauty industry for a while and you're tired of hustling and ready to run an effective business, you might want to stop and take a listen because this podcast is for you. I'm Deandra Giselle, hairstylist, business coach, and educator. I discuss real action plans and solutions to help you live a wealthy life. Now let's get into this podcast. Hello, Glampreneurs. Welcome to Life After Beauty School, aka Labs. And this is the first episode of the series called How to Build a Clientele Fast. Maybe I should add something else to the title, like the truth about how to build a clientele fast. Anyways, we're starting this series of building a clientele. Before I get into this episode or this series, I want as many glampreneurs as possible to hear this episode. So take a moment and take a screenshot of the cover and share on your favorite social media platforms, or you can simply send the link or share it to this episode. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate that. Now let's get into this episode. When I was trying to build my clientele in Washington, I was at a point where I needed to make money and I needed to make it like right then and there. I don't know about you, but somehow reality did not hit me that it was going to take a minute to make real money right after Cosmo School. Not sure if I still had a corporate mindset, but I quickly found out that if I don't have clients, I don't make money. This is during a time when social media was not a thing. So before you guys are like, oh, just promote yourself on social media. There was no social media. Right at this time, you only had a Facebook account and that's because you went to college. So Facebook wasn't even open to everyone and their businesses yet let alone there was no such thing as Instagram or TikTok. So there you have it. That's where I was at. So what did I do to build a clientele fast? Well, 
I hustled and I wouldn't say it happened fast either. Let's talk about that fast term for a moment. It's not a race, it's a marathon. Have you ever heard that term before? No matter how much you need clientele, fast, it isn't always the answer quality is. However, social media has definitely shortened the time frame to build a clientele, but even that still takes time. When I look over the methods of how I built my clientele back then, I tried everything from passing out business cards everywhere I went, restaurants, malls, grocery stores. I even did models for free to have them share my work with their friends and family. I asked my friends and family to spread the word. You know what? Remember back in the day, this might be dating myself, but remember those little advertising book fundraisers? You could pay to have your business featured in the book and it would have a coupon. I even did that. Again, before the world of social media. Those things didn't get me clientele quickly either. You know what I did? I put myself in a place where They needed me. When I say they, I mean there was a need for me. I started working at a salon that had seasoned hairstylists and a couple new hairstylists, just one new hairstylist outside of myself. At the time, the salon was positioned right outside of Fort Lewis, an active military base where women needed their hair done before they were being deployed. The owner of the salon would be busy. I mean, super busy. And I started assisting her, doing reception work, organizing the back room and inventory, giving her marketing ideas. Remember, that was my major. That's what my degree is in. And eventually, she started feeding me clients. That is, after she trained me to do different services and felt that I was ready to work. After about four months, one of her busy hairstylists left. Guess who was there to pick up those clients that no longer had a hairstylist? Um, Deandra, me. I was there to step in and take over, which helped me create my clientele quickly. Now, how does that apply to you? If you really need to build clientele fast, fast is a relative word, you need to put yourself in a position where you're needed and shoot your shot, meaning go for it. Do some research in your area, what salons are popular, and how can you add value to them, improve their business, or make things flow smoother and get yourself in there. Let me give you another real life example from my life, of course. After a year of having my license in Washington, I decided I wanted to move to LA to work on set, to work on movie sets. I wasn't sure how to do this. I just knew LA is where movies are produced and that's where I should be. So LA, I go. Without a plan in place, I left my son with my dad so that I could set up where we were going to live. I moved in with my sister temporarily. She was already there for, I believe, 10 years. And I figured I would work at a high-end salon, make money that way, and everything would be all good. Wrong. The salon I worked for in Beverly Hills barely paid me. I mean, I was making $8 an hour, you guys, and then possibly 10 hours. I was literally paying to work. When that didn't work out, I moved to the Valley and I thought that would be better because I didn't have to drive all the way to LA because I lived in the Valley. And this salon took 60% of my profit. Did you hear me? I said 60% of my profit. So before I go any further, I'm just going to go ahead and skip to the good part. This is when I knew something needed to change and I was in a beauty salon one day and I saw that they had a small salon in the back. It was filled with boxes so clearly they used it for storage and not a salon but my marketing brain 
started working. I immediately went to the cashier and asked to speak to the owner. She said that she was one of the owners and I asked if I could work in the back. Now, mind you, I'm asking her if I could rent this place in the back with zero clientele at this point. God honestly must have been on my side because she said, bring your resume and meet with my husband. I did. It all worked out. I started working there the very next week. Within six months, my schedule was book solid and I opened my salon down the street after working there for six months. How did I get those clients so fast? I put myself in a place where people needed my expertise, the beauty supply. I would never chase people down in the store or say, come see me, I work in the salon right there in the corner. I would simply help them. I would walk up to someone and say, do you have a question about the product? What are you trying to achieve with your hair? I would make recommendations. I would sell more product for the store and say, hey, if you ever have any more questions, my salon is right there in the back left corner and you can come visit me. Their eyes would light up and say, okay, thank you. Yeah, I would love to schedule with you. Or sometimes they would say, you know what? Thanks for your help, but I have a hairstylist already. In that case, I would say, okay, but I'm here if you need me and ask any product questions you have. On top of that, I would do everyone who worked there hair for little to no money. Guess what? They were my walking advertisements. One cashier in particular, Brittany, would have a funky style about her. I mean, she would switch it up all the time. Customers were naturally drawn to her. So when I started doing her hair, she would say, hey, if you like my look, my girl works in the back corner there. Boom, more clients. What you should be taking away from these two examples is I found a need and I filled it. And that's what shortened my time that it took for me to build a clientele. Of course, I had to be ready in experience and in skill in order to take on these clients so fast. Otherwise, I would be putting a bad name out there for myself. I should also note that if I was uncomfortable doing a service because it wasn't my thing, I would let the potential client know that that wasn't my thing and give them alternatives or refer them out. Trust me, clients will appreciate your honesty and that's better than messing up someone's service and getting a bad review or a bad reputation. Let's bring it to the modern day world of social media. I have a hairstylist I coach periodically that is killing it in the curly world. She calls herself the textured haircut specialist. I interviewed her in episode 32 and that episode is called finding your niche equals more money. And she did the exact same thing I did by putting herself where she was needed, filling a void that was, well, curly clients felt like they needed a curly haircut specialist. They needed an expert in their texture. At the time of this recording, she is now at 16.5k followers, owns her own suite, and is killing it. How can you do the same? Niche it down. I know you love doing hair and you can't find the one thing that you want to do because you just love doing hair. Sorry, friend. I hate to tell you, but you need to niche it down all the way down. Find what you're good at and do it. Share it and make sure you're actually passionate about it. You're not just doing it because you're popular, right? You're doing it because you love doing your niche. Be bold enough to do what is not popular and out of the norm. I have to say this as well. Stick Sticking to a niche does not mean you only have to do that thing. I say this all the time. I'm an extension specialist. Do I do natural hair? 
Yes. Can I do vivid hair colors? Yes. Can I do short haircuts? Yes. But I focus on my extension clients and then everyone else outside of that inquires my service. And if they do inquire, sure, I can schedule them. Even though I'm not advertising for these services, I can still branch out of my niche. But... Again, I'm advertising and positioning myself as an extension specialist. Also, if you have more than one thing you love to do, for example, one of my good friends, a fellow Keratin Complex educator, Haley Estep, she is an extension specialist and blonding pro, and her page reflects that. However, she's also an amazing stylist. She does beautiful braids, and she's even done competitions, but she niched it down to extensions and blonding. The second thing is to make sure your social media platforms reflect your niche. It is one thing to say you do something and another to show you do it. So show your potential clients before and after pictures, products you love for your niche, position yourself as the expert in that category. Third, grassroots, the old school marketing style, still works. Ask your family and friends to spread the word. Do their hair for social media pics and reels. Create a referral program to incentivize them spreading the word. Get testimonials, reviews, etc. Get the word out there. And lastly, be your own advertisement for what you do. Show people that you don't just talk about your niche, you are your niche. If you do extensions, you better have some flawless extensions in your hair. If you do vivid hair colors, your hair better not be virgin. Show people who you are by presenting yourself as such and dress the part. I will be doing a YouTube video on what that means when I say dress the part. And no, that doesn't mean suit and tie. I mean dress in your trend. Like get dressed. You will attract the people that you want to attract. So let's do a quick recap. You can build your clientele fast when you, number one, build a clientele fast is a relative word. It doesn't happen overnight, quality over quantity, but put yourself in a place that needs you. This could mean a physical place like a salon or how you position and brand yourself on social media. Niche it down. Get real specific with what you do. Whatever your niche is, it should be reflected on your social media platforms. Grassroots, old school marketing still works. Use it as well as social media. So don't choose one or the other. You got to do both. Be your own advertisement. Look and dress the part, whatever that means for your niche. Remember, that does not mean a suit and tie and get all corporate-like. That means don't come to work in dirty sweats and dirty shoes. Now it is time for the quote of the week. This quote comes from my ATL days when I was pursuing a career in music. That is another story for another time. But the producer I was working with at the time, his name is Bolo, and he said something to me when I was trying to push out a whole album in a very short amount of time. And he said, it is not a race, it's a marathon. Don't be in such a hurry and so desperate that you compromise the quality of your business just for quick money. Stay true to who you are and the clients are going to come. Get your marketing strategies in place and make 
moves. That's what you have to do. Make moves. And I promise you, you will get the clients that you always dreamed of. Thank you so much for listening to Labs Life After Beauty School. If you enjoyed this episode, I would like for you to leave a review and a rating so other glampreneurs like you can listen to this podcast. Also, if you look at the show notes, I will be having all the links to the people that I've mentioned so you can check them out for yourself. And I have a freebie for you. If you go to DeandraGiselle.com, I have a tip sheet that tells you five tools that every single hairstylist should have in their business to ensure their business is thriving. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, Glampreneurs, stay connected.